Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Howdy folks, Saxy Maxie here. Do you want your hairy bits to be as smooth and sensual as the sounds you're hearing right now? Then you need to get Manscaped. Order yourself a Lawnmower 3.0 and get a precise shave every time. The Lawnmower 3.0 is Manscaped's third, duh, generation trimmer featuring a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce cutting up your man zone. This thing may be as powerful as Sex Panther's cologne. I've got the stuff. Prada. Tricranor. Dio. But your balls won't have anything to worry about. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ABSOLUTEDGEN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code ABSOLUTEDGEN. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the right job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here. It is Thursday after the main show, which can only mean one thing. We are talking UFC with James. What's going on, James? I thought this was the main show. You've let me down now. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Well, you put me on the clock here. I got We got to hustle. <laughs> well, we're always hustling there, Arch. <laughs> we move. I'm all good, though. How about yourself? Not too bad, man. We also have, joining us, Mason. What's going on, Mason? <laughs> How's it going, man? Are you good? Oh, yeah, man. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it today. James put a hard clock on us. James, do you want to tell the audience out there why we have to be in a big hurry today? Well, I mean, as it goes without saying, uni student drinks. Need I say more? Yeah, he's going out. He's going out pub crawling. Is that right? <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. So that's it. That's why we're going to be tight today. <laughs> Rapid fire, quick get it done because i'm hoping we can touch on a topic after we make our bets here in ufc something else so let's get to it james what is the first fight you're looking at well obviously it goes without saying you to ufc 261 headline between jorge masvidal and kamar usman the rematch Uh, they first fought at 251 uh, on fight island abu dhabi and it's fair to say the king of foot stomps came up clutch that night with Kamaru Usman winning by a comfortable decision. But then ever since the victory over Masvidal, I think many people were sort of critiquing his game. We didn't see enough of him in the striking departments and he was more... He, 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 he is still a one-dimensional fighter, but since 
you know, going under Trevor Whitman's wing, he sort of developed his striking aspect and he's got such a hard jab every time he steps into the octagon. So I think going into the fight with Masvidal, I think it'll be a lot more entertaining than the first fight because I know Masvidal had, like, what, six days to prepare for the fight. And I just think, with right now, Usman is just simply one of the best grapplers and wrestlers currently in the UFC. Like He'll have no problem clinching up with Masvidal, slamming him down to the mat and holding him up against the cage. Maybe Masvidal's improved those, you know, his takedown defence and his ability off his back, but I'm just not too sure. As soon as Usman's got his uh, arms around you, you know, you're screwed. And we've seen... Masvidal take a lot of shots from Usman, but now that he's utilised his jab a bit more, can he take those hard shots going into the second fight? You know, we'll have to wait and see. But I think the only way Masvidal gets it done is probably with another highlight reel knockout, you know, the ones like uh, Ben Askren and Darren Till, because Usman, you know, does take a lot to beat him and he hasn't been beaten in such a long time. Masvidal is like a very pure boxer at heart. He's a classic street fighter going into this fight. So I'm looking forward to this one, but I don't think it'll be any different uh, than the first fight. So I'm probably going to go for Usman by decision. All right. And we don't say Ben Askren on the show ever again. <laughs> What's well, Mason? I, I, can't, I can't wait for this one just because uh, I'm a huge fan of Usman, but I'm a fan of Masvidal as well. I just don't think this fight should happen. Yeah, Masvidal got it on six days notice last time. He should have the chance for a full camp. But in my opinion, I just see it going the exact same way. I see Usman ragdolling him for five rounds and... To keep it short and simple, I've got Usman decision just because I don't see it going any other way than Usman controlling the fight for 25 minutes. Yeah, I wasn't on Usman, I don't think, the last fight, but I'm definitely on him this time. Man, you look good. It's hard to argue. So I, I think even at, at minus 451, I don't think you're risking too much on Usman. But in case you are, I agree with the boys here. Decision. I think that's probably what's going to happen. All right, that's out of the way. Next up, Mason, what have you got? Well, next up, I've got the women's title fight co-main event, Whaley Zhang versus Rose Namajunas. And I tell you what, I think this could be fight of the night, to be honest with you. These two women, I think, are going to turn up to brawl. As we've seen in Whaley Zhang's last fight, it, her fight, best women's fight we've ever seen in history. And it was against Joanna Young-Jacek and... I think we could see glimpses of what it, what happened last time in this fight. I don't think any fight in women's history is going to beat that just because of how good it was. But I think we could see glimpses of that because, as we know, Rose is a extremely tough competitor. But like I was, I've been saying all week, it depends how she shows up mentally because we've seen Rose not be mentally strong and then struggle within the fights. But if she turns up mentally strong and brings her A game, I've got no doubt she can get it won. But... I just don't see anybody beating Whaley Zhang, to be honest with you. Rose is the best bet, and I don't think Rose does it. I think Whaley Zhang is just going to be too strong, too too good on the feet. And for that reason, I'm going to say Whaley Zhang via a decision. Okay. James, what about you? Yeah, no, I'm in agreement here. I think this has all the ingredients to be the fight of the night. I think with Zhang, she brings about some great striking and pressure inside the octagon, and she just seems willing to to stand and trade in there with anybody. Um, whereas with Nami Yunus, obviously, she doesn't. She just needs to use a couple of uh, inches in terms of her reach, just to sort of keep the fight at distance and try and outbox uh, Zhang Weili throughout the fight. Because if she goes into deep waters and gets tested by Zhang Weili throughout the fight 
it's just going to be a recipe for disaster for Rose Namunas. I just think she needs to control the proceedings and try and outpoint Zhang Weili because, as I alluded to earlier, Zhang's just happy to to take down and scrap with anybody. You know, she's a real durable fighter and she, she deserves to be the champion. So I, I genuinely think this will probably be up there with one of the greatest fights in the history of the women's sport of mixed martial arts, again, because they're just two absolute killers. So I'm probably going to go for a Weili decision as well. I got you. Man, I, I'm not really on this fight. It, I couldn't quite get to either side. Uh, Whaley is minus 205. Uh, Rose is plus 174. So, man, yeah, I'm going to lean. You know what? I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean Rose here. I'm going to lean that way with the plus line. I'm not going to bet it, though. And I you know, just hope that Rose is you know, <laughs> feeling it mentally. You know, she's, yeah. yeah. Let's put it politely. How did Mason put it? She's not always mentally tough. I would have said fucking head case, but you know. <laughs> Again, that's still an understatement there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, James, what, what have you got next up on your card? Uh, I've got the final, well, the first title fight between uh, Valentina Shevchenko and uh, Jessica Andrade. Th- this is another a good fight because we've, with Valentina Shevchenko, she's literally just dominated the flyweight division for the past couple of years. Ever since I moved back down from Bantamweight, this is truly her home and she's sort of blossomed into this fantastic, phenomenal fighter. And Jessica Andrade will probably be her toughest test at flyweight. Uh, when you look at the two, I think Andrade is a, a hard hitter herself from obviously a straw weight, but moving up, maybe that adds to the power at 125. And, but with Valentina Shevchenko, she does not get hit. You know, she's got such a great striking defense right from the get go. And again, I, I don't think this one will be a finish. I just think Andrade will take Valentina into deep waters, but Shevchenko is just known for a crisp technical and pinpoint striking in the octagon. And I think she's definitely got the physical advantage over Andrade and obviously 125 is her natural weight class and add that to a Muay Thai um, striking as well. I just don't see how Valentina Shevchenko doesn't not get the win in this one. I just think she'll, I don't think she'll dominate. You know, we saw Jennifer Meyer, I believe, take one round off of Valentina in her last fight. So there were holes there, but I just don't know if anyone's going to beat Valentina anytime soon because she's just on, on another level right now. But Andrade is a, is a tough woman. She is a great fighter, but not enough to stop Shevchenko. So I'm going to go for Shevchenko by decision. I'm, I'm on almost the same boat as James. I think Valentina's going to get the win. But I don't. I think it may be a finish. In my opinion, Valentina defeats every female fighter on the UFC roster except for Amanda Nunes. And I think this fight is going to be tough. Don't get me wrong. Gundrad's going to take it into the deep waters. But I believe the Muay Thai background of Valentina is going to be a good difference in this fight. It's going to be able to help her through these deep waters. And I think she'll TKO Andrade in the Ooh. fourth round. TKO. Got it. I'm leaning that way. I'm leaning with you guys. It's just a little bit too too rich for my blood on Valentina. It's minus 471, thereabouts. So I'm leaning that way. I just don't quite have her winning at 83% of the time. So I, I would look at the decision TKO lines and make a determination there. We'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Mason, what up? What, uh, what's up next with you? Uh, with me next, I've got... Um... The second, well, second fight on the main card, Chris Weidman and Uriah Hall, the rematch. They both fought against each other on the 
local scene, I believe, back back in the day when both guys were first coming up. And this one can go either one of two ways. Either it's going to be a stand-up battle and Uriah Hall is going to piece him up on the feet or Chris Weidman's going to use his wrestling and take him down and keep him there for 15 minutes. And I'm in a predicament. I don't know which way it was going to go. I've been tossing between two ideas all week, but I think Chris Weidman's going to tend on his wrestling in this one. I think he's going to want to get back in the ranking title pitches, etc. And to do that, he's going to have to get these wins, pretty wins or not. And a win over Uriah Hall, yes. Uriah Hall has had his struggles the past couple of years, but he's coming off a win against the legend Anderson Silva. But I do believe Chris Weidman is going to rely on his wrestling here. And as we know, wrestling is the most powerful physical aspect you can have within MMA. So I think that is going to be the deciding factor. And I think Chris Weidman is going to get the win through decision. James? I mean, you look at in this day and age with MMA, striking versus wrestling matchup, the wrestlers tend to come up clutch because simply they'll frustrate the strikers for four fifteen minutes, the four twenty five minutes. So, I think with Chris Weidman, he's been knocked down a few pegs in recent years, but I think the win he definitely needed that win over Amaria Ahmedov a couple of months back. So, if he can sort of utilize his strong wrestling background and keep Uriah Hall at bay, then I think. Um, well, man, we'll get this done by decision, probably by a comfortable decision, to be honest. Oh, unanimous. Is that what you think of that? Yeah, yeah, I'm going for unanimous. All right. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think Chris Weidman is going to win this fight. He's only minus 118, so I've got no problem just betting him to win the fight. It's not not putting up too much at all. Um, but I do think he probably wins with a decision as well. There it is. Wow. Hey, DJs, I need to tell you about MyBookie.ag. They are the industry's best online sportsbook and casino, and boy, do they have a deal for you. Sign up now using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN, and the fine folks at MyBookie will match you dollar for dollar up to 1,000 smackaroos. That is extra money you can bet on NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, and of course, Major League Baseball, because baseball is back in full swing. And we want you all to hit a grand slam by betting, winning, and getting paid with MyBookie. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. 
Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. A lot of agreement going on. Let's see if we can shake things up. James, what have you got next? Final thing I've got is uh, Smith versus Crew. Um, okay. Again, this is the first fight in the main card, I believe, when you've got Anthony Smith, who's probably an aggressive Muay Thai fighter with a, a crafty submission game, but you look at his previous records, his wrestling is historically hit or miss. But he's a definite finisher and can always, and well, is always looking to end the fight. Um, but in this matchup, staying off his back is key and it's probably the top priority going into this one with Crute, who is just a crafty submission artist. He is able to throw the triangle uh, Anthony Smith now and then, but like I said, you don't want to mess around with Jimmy Crute because he will get you out there. And you look at Crute, he is a complete package. I mean, he is ready for a top 10, top 15 guy. It's a shame to see. I'm a big fan of Modestus Bukowskis and Jimmy Crute literally just battered him in the first round. And it was just a complete mismatch because Crute, like I said, is ready for the top guys at light heavyweight. Um, but he's not ready to fight the, the top, top guys yet. Not ready to fight for the title, but he's got the technique and the power in the kickboxing realm. And his wrestling grappling attack is just very much the real deal. And there is, you know, there's a reason why he's already one of the top prospects at 205 so i think if he can utilize his wrestling and his dangerous ground game i think he will get this done um you've seen anthony smith in his previous bouts you look at the global tech share in particular got dominated off his back for the whole fight and he just sort of looked clueless and out of options so if jimmy Crute to take this down early I've, i think he will get the finish but it'll probably be a late finish so i'm going to go for a third round tko via ground and pound i'm really excited for this fight i think both guys have the ability to win. As we've seen in Anthony Smith's last fight, he got the win. But before that, he was on a two-fight skid, obviously, against Alexander Rakic and then Glover Teixeira. I think this fight could be an incentive for both guys because the winner of this fight, I believe, should fight the loser of Reyes and Jiri Petraska. And the winner of then that next fight could be talking title, whatever. You, ne- you never know with the UFC these days. But I think crew like James said, he's the full package. And like James, I'm a big fan of Modestus Pukalkos myself, and Jimmy Crute pieced him up in the first. I think I think Smith, no disrespect, I don't think he's going to get near the title picture now. I think a, a loss against Jimmy Crute in this fight could lead to a lower-ranked opponent, and then you know the drill, what goes on from there if you don't keep winning. I don't. I'm not saying anything like that, but I've got a feeling it could happen. But I think Jimmy Crew, he's on his way to the top. I say, I think he's going to get the finish over Smith, and I think he's going to do it quite brutally. I'm going to throw a prediction out. I'm going to say first round TKO on Jimmy Crew's behalf. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. Let's see, Jimmy Crute is minus two oh four right now, and Anthony Smith is plus one seventy three. I, again, this is a case where it's a lot. It's it's 200 bucks to win 100, but I don't think it's that big of an ask. I think you can bet Jimmy Crute money line without worrying too much. Otherwise, yeah, I would bet TKO. I think he probably gets it done early as well. So it's just a matter of first or third. We'll see which one of you guys is right. It's going to be exciting. All right. I got a couple more fights I wanted to look at. Uh, first up, Patrick Sabatini versus Tristan Conley. Uh, mm. Pat Sabatini is minus 234, and I've got him absolutely overwhelming Tristan Conley. So I wanted a piece of that. I'm going to throw a money line bet right there. Am I crazy? James, am I, is this insane? 
I mean, I'm not sure going into this one. I, I'm probably going to batch Weston on this one. I know he's a slight underdog and uh, 17, I think, is a, a moderate favourite to say that he's going into this one because he's been very successful in recent times with his uh, submission win over Jesse Stern about a couple of months ago. But this is his UFC debut and Tristan Connolly is such a veteran of the sport. I know his record suggests otherwise, but he's 35 and he's been around the game for a while. I just think he'll have enough to get it done probably via decision. What I don't a, think you're crazy, though. You want to bet it or no? You just that's yeah, no, I, I bet it. You bet Tristan Conley. Yeah. All right. I love it when we, we were we were robbed last <laughs> week. We had we disagreed last week and we were robbed. This week we're going to get it. Mason, what about you? Um, I, I'd agree with James on this one. I'd I'd say Tristan Connolly again by a decision. I just think how how long he's been in the game. I think he'll have that grip to get through the 15 minutes and take the result to his side and get the decision win. Okay. You, are you going to bet that one too, or are you just leaning that way? Go on, then I'll bet that one. All right. You, both of them <laughs> against me. I love it. I love it. Can't wait. Right, I got one more, or two more, actually. I'm sorry. Two more fights I want to look at. Na Liang versus Arian Carnalosi. Carnalosi? Carnalosi? Boy, howdy. I think Arian. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think Arian's going to get it done. She's minus two hundred four, so she's a nice size favorite. But I do think she can take care of business. So I am betting Arian here. Yeah, no, I'm in total agreement with you in this one. I'm, I'm surprised she's only the slight favorite. I guess mm-hmm. Nas the she's probably the more youthful fighter. She's got a bit more experience under her belt, but she's making a UFC debut. And Arian has already been in there with Angela Hill, and I know she hasn't fought in every year, but. She's for probably the more high-level women, if you know what I mean, uh, in terms of her career so far. So I'm probably going to go for a kind of lossy by decision on this one. Is that a bet? Yeah, bet. Oh, right. Ooh. I'm, I'm going a bit different to you, boys. I'm saying Naliang via um, a submission in the second round. There he is. We were waiting there for him to is. show up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're making that a bet you're not just going to drop that bomb and say you're leaning that way that's a bet mason oh, that, there's that always one friend. there's always one <laughs> one more i want to look at dwight grant versus stefan seklik seklik uh i wanted to find an underdog i thought had some value and i do think i found it here i think uh stefan here let's see if i can find it he's plus 178 right now I like it i think stefan i think that's a hell of a payout and i think he can do it james am i out of my mind on this one I mean, this 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 is a tough one on paper, but I think when you look at both men, I'm probably, like the other fight we were talking about, the Tristan Conley fight, I'm probably going to lean towards the more experienced veteran in uh, Dwight Grant in this one. I know Stefan's had the more fight time. I think he's had like one more professional fight and he's, you know, he's 29 years of age. So he's got the, the youthfulness on this side, but with Dwight, Dwight Grant, he's been in around the game for a while. I know, I know he hasn't fought in like seven months, but that was to Daniel Reed, uh, Rodriguez and he got knocked out. But again, he trains at the American Kickboxing Academy. I probably got back Dwight Grant on this one. Uh, I'm probably going to lean towards a finish in this one. I'm probably going to go second round TKO to, in favour of Dwight Grant. I'm, I'm going to back you on this one, Arch. I'm going to go. follow you and say the <laughs> Stefan is going to get the win. Any any particular method? Any particular? Just just want to think he's get the win. I'm just gonna throw just throw it on just getting the win. Uh, okay, well plus one seventy eight. You can't argue. If he wins, you you profit. Mm-hmm. All right. So I don't know how to feel. Mason's on my side. As <laughs> <laughs> a first. All right. That's it for the UFC talk. 
Let's, yes. let's put a pin in that. I know where this is going. Yeah, we, I gotta ask because I don't know that many. Uh, I don't know that many football fans. But I want to, James. Yes, James. Uh, I want to ask you, what was up with this European Super League? Can you give me kind of an idea of what it was? I, I, honestly, I was fuming. So I think on Sunday evening, it, it, it's been flirt- that idea has been flirted for a couple of years now. You know, way back when, but we never thought of. We never really thought of it. And then on Sunday evening. Uh, it was like midnight our time, which was weird. And then obviously prime time over in America, all this sort of talk in, of the Super League sort of came into fruition. Um, have you have you heard of Real Madrid Football Club? Yes. Arch? Yeah. yeah, so Real Madrid's uh, president and Juventus's president sort of anou- formally announced this sort of proposition of the whole Super League with um, the whole top six of English football. All the big teams basically go into one league and play each other for like the whole year. And then whoever finishes top four or something splits off into the knockout phases. And then it just basically went against everything that football was about. And we basically accused these owners of sort of Americanizing football because it was mainly the American owners that sort of dipped their toe into that water first and was so keen to that idea just because it would generate and give them more money. Um, And, you know, take away the six teams from the Premier League the other 14 teams, you consider them as a small team. It would just mean nothing anymore. And I'm a, I'm a Chelsea fan and they're playing Real Madrid in the Champions League in two weeks. We've we've not played Real Madrid since 1998. And if we were in the Super League, we pretty much play Real Madrid every week. And it just takes away that excitement from the game. And that that's why we were sort of ticked off about it. And then... Uh, the Chelsea fans on Tuesday, you know, pretty much protested outside the ground, and then ever since then, the sort of the owners have backed down. But Real Madrid and Juventus are still thinking they can sort of get it over uh, over the line in the near future. But I think that's going away soon. So basically, they tried to Americanize the game and sort of add more money to the owners who have already got a crap ton of money anyway. So you can understand why we, we all ticked off that evening yeah maybe maybe mason what are your thoughts on the whole super league Oof. well a couple of days ago me and james both had passionate rants on the podcast about it and my, my statement is pretty much i mean i was embarrassed to be a man united fan to be honest with you the owners i, I i'll keep it simple i want our owners out of our club but i'm not going to ramble about too much on that but the super league i was embarrassed not just to be a united fan just i was embarrassed of every club just because of the greed. Like like everyone has said, the game was built on the working man going to support a team. How are they going to be able to do that when they're playing against Real Madrid away? Fair enough in the Champions League, that's a one-off, but every week against the likes of Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus, the working man from Manchester is not going to be able to support and watch them games the whole time. I was just really disgusted that they was ready to sell out for for money it was just a matter of greed and i'm still embarrassed now that they even considered it all right i want to drill down a little bit because i'm not quite tracking why wouldn't james why wouldn't the working man be able to support the club anymore if they just shifted to a different league would the tickets be too expensive or is it because you're not playing the local teams anymore or what's the yeah it just takes away the enjoyment from going to your you you know your local football ground every saturday or every wednesday because personally i think if 
they joined the Super League. They've still been in the Premier League and season tickets, um, season ticket prices for fans are already extortionate. So add the European Super League onto that. And if they're going to compete for the Super League, they're only going to sort of double season ticket prices. And it's just going to be a lot more expensive for fans to go to the games. And it's just a way in which more money can be invested into these owners. And obviously from a fan's point of view, they already pay enough and they just sort of want to... So it's just still want to enjoy the game every week and not have to join this corrupt Super League, if you know what I'm coming from. Right, right, right. Because well, like FIFA so above board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're corrupt as well. You yeah. wait for Andrew, FIFA are still corrupt. That's, that's another topic for another day. Yeah, another topic. <laughs> All right. So is that is that your argument too, Mason? It's just it would become too expensive, or does it lose some of the? You're talking about losing tradition and losing history. Yeah, a bit of both, obviously. Like I was saying, it, it's selling out, so it's losing like the morals of what football should be. Football's not about the money. Well, it is now, but it shouldn't be about the money. It should be on about going to your local team to enjoy the game. And like James was saying, season tickets are already extortionate prices. You can be paying up, up to like a £1,000 for some teams for the season tickets and add the Super League onto that, you'll probably be paying an extra £500 maybe just because of the teams that would be in it. You wouldn't be able to see them as often as you would. So that's my argument. I just don't think it would take away the enjoyment of watching your local team play. All right. Well, okay. I think I think I'm starting to I think I'm starting to follow along here. Uh, maybe I'm a little too American to track it because it's always been about it's always about the money here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tradition. Gets, we don't want that. Nutrition gets blown out of the window in America mm. for money. <laughs> Looking at you, SEC. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we got that hammered out. So you guys did talk about this on the Sports Sesh podcast. Is that right? Indeed. Okay. So link to the uh, Sports Sesh podcast is in the description. It's uh, MMA Mason on Twitter. Is that right? Aye, aye. All right. There you go. And uh, UFC Deluxe or your personal account. I can't ever remember that. what that is, James. Uh, it's James 99. There it is. That's it. So go follow them ask them questions they're on the app too if you want to ask them any um, epl questions <laughs> all right boys james you got some drinks to lift so i'll let you out of here take care mate see you mason take care man information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations under no circumstances will the owner operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.